Welcome, and thanks for joining the journey. Hi, my name is Leah, and I'm a worship pastor in Ohio and the creator and host of the Journey podcast and website. I'm on a journey to yes as I follow the Lord's leading in this season of my life, and I hope to inspire others to step out of the boat like Peter and walk on water, never looking to the left or right and getting distracted, but rather fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. My hope is that you find Jesus in your journey as you hear about my journey and the journey of those in the Bible who join Jesus along the way. I pray that you allow him to meet you where you are and trust him as he takes you where he wants you to go. Enjoy the journey. Welcome to episode 37 of The Journey. Today's episode is another side road along the journey episode called Burnout. I also thought of titling it Balance, How to Do All Things. So you choose which one fits for you better. You're like, burnout sounds so negative. Balance, how do you do all the things? That sounds positive. Cool. Choose the title that best fits you. Either way, they both apply to this content today. So we we know life can be chaotic, can be crazy. Calendars are full, especially as we're heading into this holiday season. Exhaustion sets in. It looks like there's no end in sight for maybe a day of rest or just recouping. And we've all had seasons like that. Some of us are potentially living that right now, and you're thinking, seasons. This is my life every day, all day, 365 days a year. I never get a break from it. So the question is then how do we balance? How do we balance it all? How do we, how do we balance work, school, relationship, hobbies, rest, relaxation, all the things to avoid burnout in keeping God as our top priority, right? Because ultimately that's why we do what we do. So I think when we look at this idea of burnout and balance, we've got to evaluate you know, where is God in the equation of our calendar and our, our daily um, goings on in our life? So, so when we evaluate that particular part of our, our relationship with him, I think we can begin to see a trend as to why maybe some things are out of whack, out of balance, and how it leads to burnout. So I thought I would start with some statistics on, on burnout itself. Uh, it is According to a search that I found, it is recognized as a medical condition that affects 77% of employees. Now, I don't know how many were polled, whether this was just the United States or not. There's a lot of different statistics actually out there on burnout. I was kind of surprised about it. But uh, this particular one said that that basically it means 7 out of 10 of your coworkers, or let's just say people that you know, I guess, have experienced or are experiencing or will experience in the near future burnout. Burnout affects about, like I said, 70, 77% of employees. The hospitality sector has the highest burnout rate of 80%. So like people who work in the medical field, teachers, uh, people who work in churches, like those helping kind of positions. Uh, Millennials are the most burned out generation with 59% experiencing some burnout symptoms. Gen Zers burn out much faster than any other generation. And so during COVID actually, they did a study. And so their burnout went from 47% to 58% in just one year's time. Uh, Burnout employees are over 50% more likely to seek a new job. So if you're like, man, I got to get out of here. I got to look for something else. Most likely you're a burned out employee at your place of work. And so you're thinking, I got to find something new to change it up. Maybe that's my problem. Most likely you're burned out and you need to take a, take a pause there. But Um, 36% of employees admit their organizations do nothing to prevent burnout. Money doesn't cure burnout. There's a 6% difference. That's it. 6% difference. That's not very much if you think about it in the big, big scheme of things. 
between employees that earn $100,000 and employees that earn $30,000. So just because you're making big bucks does not mean that you are exempt from this burnout mentality. Vice versa, if you're making what you feel like is pennies, you too can experience burnout. So, you know, some people might think, well, yeah, at $100,000, your responsibilities are probably way, way more. So it's, it's likely that you'll experience burnout more than someone who's making maybe $30,000, who's just working the line, not really uh, have the extra responsibilities, maybe management or things like that. But this is saying, it's suggesting otherwise. There's only a 6% difference between the two. That's, that's pretty significant. Uh, flexibility can decrease burnout by 50%. Leadership assistance can lower burnout by over 30%. Come on, leaders, let's step it up here, right? And then ethical, transactional, and transformational leadership styles can prevent burnout. So that's just a little shout out to all those leaders out there who have employees experiencing burnout. Let's see what it is we can do as leaders, as managers, as those over others. And maybe even you're like, well, I don't have any, you know, employees under me. Well, maybe you have volunteers. You know, what are we doing to help even our volunteers and our places of business avoid burnout? Because even if you're a volunteer, you certainly can still burn out even if there's no pay associated with it. So I guess that begs the to ask, like, what is burnout? Well, Burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet the constant demands of life. As the stress continues, you begin to lose the interest and motivation that led you to take a certain role in the first place. I think that's pretty huge. So again, that goes back to saying, you know, most people who are experiencing burnout, burnout, 50% of them are going to look for another job because they think that that that's it. And that's because they begin to lose interest and motivation on the the whole purpose of for why they took the job in the first place. So burnout reduces productivity. It saps your energy. It leaves you feeling increasingly helpless, hopeless, cynical, resentful. Anyone out there, again, I get an amen. I, I've been there. I know there are people right now, especially a lot of my teacher friends are living this helpless, hopeless, cynical, resentful coming out of COVID and trying to get back into the just the regular back to the way it used to be kind of feeling. And so eventually you feel like you have nothing else to give that you're just like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Let's go somewhere else. Let's do something else. I'm just going to tell you that you pack it up and you go to another place. Most likely it's going to end up in the same thing. So let's get to the root of, of the problem. You know, why we're where we are in the first place, how we get there. Uh, The negative effects of burnout, they, it does spill out into every area of your life your home, your family, your friends, your work, your social life, every bit of it, because you're, these changes affect your body. They change, uh, affect your mind, your emotions, and it becomes kind of like a cold or a flu, right? You, you're, you're more vulnerable to getting sick and you have these symptoms, these nagging symptoms that kind of go on and on and on. And so there's consequences if you don't deal with this feeling of being burned out or whatever, and, and having an out of whack balance in your life. So Another thing that I found, I'm just going to read it quickly. There are physical signs and symptoms of burnout. So if you're like, I'm not experiencing burnout, I'm going to read it to you. Then you might be like, oh, maybe I am. Or you have it in your head to know what to look for should you enter this phase of burnout. So physical signs, you're tired, you're drained most of the time. You have a lowered immunity. You're kind of getting sick a lot. You have frequent illnesses, frequent headaches, muscle pains. You have a change in your appetite or your sleep habits. 
some emotional signs, a sense of failure, self-doubt, feeling helpless, trapped, defeated, detachment. Maybe you feel like you're just alone in the world. No one else is going through what you're going through. You have a loss of motivation. You're negative. You're cynical. Uh, you have a decreased satisfaction. You don't have a, a very good sense of accomplishment and what it is you're currently doing. There's some behavioral signs and symptoms as well. You withdraw from your responsibilities. You isolate yourself. You procrastinate or take longer to get things done because you just are avoiding it. Maybe you use food, drugs, alcohol, other things to cope with life. You take your frustrations out on others. And then maybe you even begin to skip work, come in uh, late, you leave early, you're taking extra sick days, but maybe you're not really sick. You're going to call them mental health days because, well, that's a legitimate thing. And so if, you, if these are things you're experiencing, maybe it's time to push pause and go, okay, let's evaluate. How do I get some balance back into my, my life? But why is burnout so common? Well, you work long hours and then you go home and you've got work home responsibilities and then you've got your kids who've got extracurriculars and you're going here, there and everywhere. And you just can't, you can't find this good balance. You know, like I said, maybe you're in this helping profession like healthcare or education or things of that nature. And you just are constantly giving, 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 and you're drained. And by the time you get home, you don't want to give to anyone else. You just want time for yourself. And yet you've got family to take care of. You've got other things that are on your agenda that you know you have to do. Maybe you feel like you have little or no control over your work itself. And so therefore you just feel like there's no point because you have no say in what you're doing anyways. So now that we've kind of described burnout, we've talked about the symptoms, we've looked at the, the percentage of people, which is significant, seven of 10 is pretty high. Uh, so if you haven't been there yet, chances are you could get there, but let's hope that maybe something that you're hearing today can help prevent that. Because I'm not saying that every single one of you is going to end up with burnout in your life. No, the, this is the point is that we, we acknowledge and we can see symptoms and signs of it. And we can go, whoa, we need to push pause. We need to reevaluate. We need to take a look at the balance and where we are and how we can uh, make some adjustments so we don't get there. So what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about this idea of balance and burnout? Well, in Psalms, it says, it's useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. For goodness sakes, there was a day of rest in Genesis, right? He, he created, he did, he did, he did, he did, and then he rested. He modeled for us the need for a Sabbath day of rest. Your Sabbath may not be Sunday. It may be a Tuesday. It may be Saturday, whatever that looks like for you. My Sunday is not a day of rest. I'm doing a lot of things, obviously, because I am a worship pastor and I do things with the youth and I, there, I have other responsibilities on Sunday. So my day of rest is some other time during the week that I make time to allow myself that time. And it says it's useless for you to work hard from early morning to late at night. That's what the Bible says. Another one, Proverbs, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. Again, this is not, I, I, I don't want you just to hear like, oh, this is just about money. She's just talking about money. No, I'm not. But basically what I'm saying is don't wear yourself out doing this, 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 and this. Know when it's time to quit some things. Um, you know, at youth, we use this, this message uh, about balance at youth on Sunday. And we did kind of a popcorn thing where pastors Emily and Joe, Greg, my husband, Greg, and myself, we all talked about this. And Emily used an example of everybody has a plate. And she had some, the example was to put fruit on this plate and everybody's plate is a different size and everybody can hold a different amount of fruit. And the fruit were things like family, job, 
extracurriculars, hobbies, things like that. And so some people's plates can hold 15 different things and they can balance it well. And other people are like, I can barely manage three. You have to know and be wise enough to know when it's time to say no to some things and to quit some things. That's what the Bible says. Be wise enough to know when to quit. Don't wear yourself out. Don't, it, it, there's no point to it. Another one, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God says, I will never fail you. Or I never abandon you. Again, another money one. But there are some people out there who, you know, they, they think that if I could just make the next big buck, if I could get up the ladder one more rung, if I could just do this, I'm going to, burnout. Burnout's real. Let's not do that. Not that I, uh, here's one in Philippians, not that I was ever in need, for I learned how to be content with whatever I have. This one's a tough one because sometimes, you know, we do want the bigger, we do want the better, we do want the upgrades. So sometimes we got to, we got to evaluate and say, you know, where can I be content with whatever I have so that I can allow myself an opportunity to breathe and to rest and not feel like I've got to go get that next big thing. Um, the next one, Isaiah, I do this, I'm just throwing this one in here because it's just a nice comforting reminder for I hold you by your right hand I the Lord your God and I say to you don't be afraid I am here to help you if you're like I don't even know where to begin look up God is there to help you ask the Holy Spirit hey what in the world do I need to do to make some adjustments here I promise you if you sit long enough you're gonna you're gonna find it out maybe you need to get a piece of paper and you need to write out every single thing and responsibility or task that you have if you don't have a calendar in your home or in your phone or somewhere where you have all of the things of every person in your family color coordinated like I do and every detail down to where you can step back and go, whoa, look at our schedule that maybe you need to start there and just so that you can physically see all of the areas that you are stretched, maybe stretched too thin. Another one in Philippians, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Some of you might be thinking, oh, well, then you're encouraging me to continue to add more to my plate. No, I'm not. But Sometimes you got the hard things are are hard. And so if you're like, I don't know if I can give it up. I don't know if I can say no to that. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. It may not be what I want to say. It may not be what I want to do. But sometimes you just got to do it for the betterment of yourself and for your family and everybody else around you. Because like it said, it, it, it spills out into the people around you. This last one is my favorite. Third John 1, 2, it says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are in spirit. I say this to my kids all the time. God gave you one body. Use it well. He gave you one. So if we're cramming our bodies full of junk and garbage, we're not moving our bodies like we should. I'm just stepping on my own toes right there. Uh, We're not taking care of ourselves mentally and emotionally and physically. Man, we're going to be out of whack. We're going to be out of balance. We're probably going to experience illness a little bit more. Like if we're not sleeping, you know, I I, I say this to my, my kids, like, Just because you can stay up till midnight or one o'clock does not mean you have to or that it's a good idea. You know, well, I got six hours of sleep. Well, maybe your body needs nine. Like, what is it your body actually needs? Just because your best buddy can handle three hours of sleep every night, which I don't encourage, doesn't mean that you can. So what is it that you need so that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit? And part of what we did on, on Sunday was we showed a video clip and there was a video of a person filling a jar with rocks of various sizes. And the rocks were labeled God, family, friends, work, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, television, eating, errands, hobbies, you name it, it was on there. And so the person filled the jar with the tiniest pebbles first, right? Because that makes the most sense. Let's start with the teeny tiny pebbles. And these pebbles were labeled unimportant things. So you can imagine the things like social media, television, all of those kind of 
things that are just extra, right? And so then the next set of rocks were about the size of marbles, and these things were labeled necessary, like eating, running errands, things like that. And then the last four large rocks were placed on the top of these other things, and they were labeled family, work, friends, and God. And of course, as you can imagine, this person placed God in last, and it didn't fit in the jar because the jar was too full. So there was no room for God in this particular person's life based upon the priorities of how they filled their day. So then the person, of course, empties the jar, starts over, right? You can see exactly where this is going. They put the God rock in first, then the family rock, work rock, friends. They all went to the bottom of the jar. Then they put in the necessary things. So you've got to eat, you've got to drink, you've got to take care of yourself, you've got to run errands, you've got to pay bills. All of those necessary things were filled in next. And then finally, all of the teeny tiny pebbles that were the unimportant items were added. And believe it or not, same size jar, same size rocks, all based upon the order in which you placed the rocks. Every single one of these rocks fit. And not only that, but there was room to spare. There could have been more rocks and things added to the jar. And that's the whole point. It's all about balance. It's all about priorities. How do you manage your daily 24 hours? We each get the same amount of time in a day. So how do you use yours? You know, how, where, where in your day does God fall? If it's last, most likely, if you filled your day with every other thing and your head hits the pillow and God is the last thing that's in your jar, you're falling asleep and snoozing and he's getting 30 seconds, maybe three minutes, right? And I am not saying, I am not saying that you have to start your day with Jesus with 30 minutes or whatever, wake up extra early. You might, but some of you might find that that's not the best time for you. Your your best time is 30 minutes at lunch when you're taking your lunch break. Your best time might be after dinner when your kids are doing homework. Find where it is for you in your day. The point is that you've made that time to put God first. You've scheduled him into your day so that he is the first thing that you think about. It may not just be the first thing when you wake up in the morning that you sit, crack open your Bible, listen to a worship song, and pray. I hope that that makes some kind of sense. I'm, yeah, I hope that makes sense. So I think sometimes, too, that we feel like self-care is, is selfish, but it's not. Self-care is a super important piece of the puzzle to finding and creating balance and of avoiding burnout, really, and living life to the fullest. And so self-care can look like maybe asking for help, spending time alone, taking a step back from something, that one's difficult, Uh, forgiving yourself, saying no, setting boundaries, you name it, you can add it to the list of self-care. So when was the last time you took care of yourself? When was the last time you prioritized yourself and said, okay, I need some Jesus time. I need some time alone. I I need this because we can't pour from empty cups. In order to overflow into the lives of our family and friends and others around us, we have to be filled to the brim of the cup so that it can actually flow over. If we're constantly pouring and we're never replacing it, we will in fact burn out in some way or another. And then we begin to spill out around on people and it's not a pretty sight, right? It comes out in lashing, lack of patience, isolation, saying things that we shouldn't. Uh, You know, we want to be filled with the fruit of the spirit. We want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all of the things. Those are the things we want. And when we take a step back, we put God first, we give ourselves the care that we need then we can be filled with the things of the Spirit and we will overflow in a beautiful way so that the people around us want what we have. It's not going to be this empty cup to where we're just finally like, forget it, I'm done, I, I, I have nothing left to offer. You have to prioritize yourself as well. And in doing that, evaluate where your relationship with, with, is with Jesus because I'm telling you, I, I say it all the time, that has to be your top priority. That is your biggest self-care. 
is spending that time with Jesus. So as I sign off on this episode of The Journey, my prayer is that we, we all begin to take a look at our lives and we see where we're out of balance, where we're out of whack. Maybe where we're on the verge of burnout or we're currently living burnout. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you speak clearly to each and every one of us about the areas in, where, in our lives where we need to make some adjustments. And I want you to know that you're not alone. Learning how to live a balanced life isn't something that comes naturally to everyone. It's something that takes practice. It takes effort. And so maybe we need to find a friend or family member and ask them to join us in this journey of prioritizing God first. And maybe in doing so, you're going to help this buddy of yours out because that person is on the verge of burnout and you just didn't know it. And now you can talk to each other and say, oh my goodness, we're both living this the same same grind, different kind of experience, right? But we're both grinding it out and we need to adjust and we need to figure out how to prioritize God first, then family, friends, work on all those other pieces. And believe it or not, like I said, it will all fit. It will all fit once you get your priorities right. We don't want to be living on the verge of burnout. We don't want to be experiencing this out-of-whack, unbalanced life. We want all to be able to do all the things for all the people, right? And giving God the glory for every single bit of it. And we have to first start by taking a look evaluating and seeing how in the world can we live this balanced life, avoiding burnout, putting God first and foremost in everything. Well, thanks for listening to The Journey. I'd love to connect with you and hear your story and how you're journeying with Jesus. You can go to my website, leahmenzie.wixsite.com slash the-journey. Click the contact tab to connect with me through the form. Email me at leahmenzie at gmail.com or check me out on Instagram and send me a private message. Until next time, journey on.